I had a good friend of mine tell me about this next guest, uh, and he had some issues sleeping. He had nowhere else to uh, to go. He found out about Dr. Alexander Bosky. Not only is a great dentist, uh, but one of the more respected doctors treating patients, uh, as I tell you every morning, suffering from sleep-related breathing problems, snoring, sleep apnea, you name it. Goes to Dr. Barsky and solves the issue. This is a guy who had to wear the mask, you know, the CPAP, and everything else, the hoses, he looked uh, like a monster uh, when he would go to sleep. But in essence, uh, he raves about him. That's where I came in and talked to him and everything else. And uh, he is nice enough to give us a couple of minutes back on the air with us. Uh, his name is Dr. Alexander Bosky, FranklinAvenueDentalCare.com. Check it all out. Doctor, it is great having you here. How are you? Good morning, Jay. Very good. Thank you. You know, sleeping is key for a guy like myself. I mean, I need a good night's sleep. I get up real early, uh, make the coffee, and uh, and away you go. I've had trouble over the last couple of weeks. Uh, maybe you can kind of decipher that. I don't know what it is. I'm up at 3 in the morning every night, no matter what, even on the weekend. I just wake up. Now, I can get back to sleep. It takes me... It takes me about a half an hour or so. I can't figure that one out. Uh, ever since we turned the clocks back, maybe that has something to do with it. But uh, in essence, I know, and you and I have spoken, you know, you want to be productive during the course of a day, you need a good night's sleep. How important is it to get a, gr- a good night's sleep to be productive? Well, uh, extremely important. And, and, and by the way, what you just mentioned about waking up at 3 in the morning, I just want to put your mind uh, to rest a little bit. It is not uncommon. It is normal, and there are certain techniques that can definitely be employed to to kind of combat this, and and we can kind of touch upon that uh, later. But in in terms of sleep, I mean, why do we sleep? It, it it just really doesn't make any sense. You know, you kind of become unconscious for seven eight hours during the night, and you can't uh, you can't forage for food. You can't reproduce. And most importantly, you can't defend yourself. You're really susceptible to predators. But but uh, the nature designed us uh, to sleep, and there's a reason for that, because this is the time that our mind and body restores itself. There's a myriad of, of hormones that are being released into our body to uh, rejuvenate ourselves uh, during the night. And, and there are lots of lots of positive and negative uh, things happening if you don't get enough sleep and, and a lot of positive things when you do get enough sleep. And, and just to kind of put a few things in perspective, um, and you mentioned that you sleep about six hours a night, um, you take a man uh, who sleeps five hours a night versus a man who sleeps seven hours a night, and you're going to find that his level of testosterone is of a man 10 years older if he sleeps five hours a night versus seven. So basically, uh, losing those two hours of sleep uh, ages you by 10 years, uh, which is which wow. significant. The same same thing occurs in women, uh, by the way. Uh, it, 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 it truly affects their uh, cycles as well, and, and there's a myriad of negative effects that occur. Uh, in terms of... So what you're uh, saying yeah. is, yeah. what you're saying is, Doc, as I've cut down on my sleep, well, six hours, that's about to say, because usually I'm probably in bed by 9.30, maybe shutting the eyes by 10, now I'm up at 4, or 15-ish. So in essence, I'm getting about six, six on the average, six good hours. But 
Um, and now I'm waking up as I mentioned here. But in essence, you, what you're saying is my testosterone levels will dip if I continue that trend? Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. And it, it essentially by, by 10 years, and this is, this is a well-documented uh, fact, and many, many studies were done uh, in that respect. So, yes. Absolutely. No, that's not good. That's uh, not good. Let's uh, let's talk about a couple of things now. Um, yes. Eating a snack and whatnot that that plays into a good night's sleep, right? Obviously, you know. Listen, myself, I like a couple of cookies, maybe a little milk, wash up. There, I go into bed. That's not a good thing, right. correct? Well, a snack is not a problem. Heavy meal. Uh, well, what you should do is not eat not eat for at least two hours uh, before going to sleep because that will significantly cut it in your productive sleep. Um, so a snack is not an issue. Warm milk is, is okay, a uh, cookie, and warm milk, that's not really a problem. Heavy meal definitely is. Uh, what, about so these adju- what about these adjustable beds now, Doc? You know, I've, I've got yeah. one of these things, you know, you hit the button, the thing rises... You know, the back of the yeah. bed, you know, you watch a little TV, you're comfortable and everything else. The problem is you fall asleep in that type of condition. Then you wake up a little bit of a crick in the neck and uh, and away you go. But that's kind of the reason there. Uh, I mean, it's much better to be flat, right, as far as the bed? Well, uh, I'll tell you in terms of in terms of snoring and, and you know, and, and the reason it, it, Many people do get poor sleep. There's something called obstructive sleep apnea, some sort of a sleep breathing disorder. Yeah. Gravity does not play into this, meaning that it's sleeping on your back, and, 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 and it really doesn't matter if you're inclined. Your, your bed, uh, you, the head of the bed goes up. If you're sleeping on your back, the gravity will pull your tongue back. Your, your airway will collapse quite a bit more in that position. So snoring and sleep apnea will actually increase if you're sleeping on your back, and it really doesn't matter if you're inclined or not. Uh, sleeping on your side is definitely better because the gravity uh, does not play into this at this point. Now, there are some people who will still snore and have sleep apnea episodes even on their side or even on their stomach, But uh, and, and this is where I come in in terms of diagnosing uh, an issue and, and helping treating it. Uh, but uh, in terms of these uh, inclines, uh, do they help with snoring? Uh, not really, uh, because that really, if you're sleeping on your back, it will not change change the outcome. Slightly, maybe, but generally, no. Um, you know, and, and, and there, there are so many things that go into sleep, and, and you did uh, touch upon the fact that, uh, you know, you wake up at certain times during the night, generally 3 o'clock in the morning. There's actually a reason yeah. for that, because our sleep cycle is a, about a 90-minute cycle where you go from awake to a light sleep, then you go into something called deep sleep, and then you go into something called REM sleep. Now, it takes about 90 minutes for that cycle to complete itself. And during deep sleep and during REM sleep, they're vitally important to your health because there are many different hormones that are being secreted into your body during deep sleep. This is where a memory consolidations take place. This is why if you don't get a good, a good uh, night's sleep, your memories get fragmented. You can't, cannot assimilate new memories. It's hard for you to concentrate during deep sleep. This is when our mind cleans itself, physically cleans itself of, of toxic chemicals called uh, amyloid proteins. 
in tau proteins, and this is what causes Alzheimer's disease and dementia. There are many cardiovascular effects that happen. There's a secretion of insulin and, and becoming more insulin resistant if you don't get good sleep during uh, essentially deep sleep. Now, the, these 90-minute cycles will actually coincide generally with waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning because of, of, of how our, our bodies approach up at three in the morning it is not unusual no. and it is not uncommon but what, what you can actually do is that what most people make a mistake is if you're laying in bed for half hour 40 minutes an hour trying to fall back asleep and you can't you get frustrated it just does not work so the what i recommend is if that happens after about 20 minutes you get out of bed you you go and do something mundane something boring read a book that is it's just a boring book or, or watch an infomercial that, that, that just sounds boring to you. When you feel sleepy, this is when you go back into bed and you fall asleep. Now, it will not happen immediately. It might take a week or two, but your brain will become disassociated with this waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning and not falling back asleep because our brain needs to be trained to avoid this hour-long, you know, tossing and turning in bed. You know, as, as an analogy, you know, you're not going to sit at a dinner table waiting to get hungry. You know, it just does not work. Uh, you know, same, same exact way if you're laying in bed for an hour trying to fall asleep, it just will not work. So you need to change that association. And if you keep waking up at 3 in the morning, which is not uncommon and not unusual, but what, what you don't want to do is lay in bed for an hour waiting to fall asleep. So by getting out of bed and doing something mundane, again, something boring, waiting until you become sleepy, your brain will disassociate that waking up at 3 in the morning and staying awake for a long period of time. So that's the best thing. Interesting. Now, Interesting. Yeah. the other thing that... Dr. Alexander Bosky. Well, yeah. Doc, let me ask you something, because, sure. you know, you got snoring, you got sleep apnea. Yeah. Yeah. We know they're different. Can yes. a snorer have problems down the road that equates to full-blown sleep apnea? Are they connected, different? Can yes. they be intersected at a point in time? What's the difference? Yes, they, they, they are different, but snores will generally, as you age, will progress into sleep apnea, and, and you will get into different stages, uh, something called mild, stage one, stage two, and then eventually stage three. Our physiology lends ourselves to that, where our airway becomes more susceptible to collapsing. So snoring is an indication of a restricted airway. It's basically like you restrict airway to a balloon. You blow up a balloon and you slightly, and you start letting the air out slowly. You get that little vibration, that high-pitched sound. That's really what snoring is. Your, your airway becomes collapsible or it starts to close. Now, snoring will eventually develop into full-blown sleep apnea. So they are fully related. And generally, the first sign of a potential sleep apnea is snoring. So that is not something that you can ignore. And there's a direct correlation between snoring and cardiovascular health, uh, So which is, which is uh, definitely snoring is a precursor to cardiovascular disease. That's uh, uh, very so interesting really, there. Yeah. And I know I do snore. My cardiovascular is excellent. That have been told. So, you know, we might have to curb that. We're talking with Dr. Alexander Bosky. A lot of people want to know. A lot of people ask me. So you're obviously a an award-winning dentist. 
um, yes. and you attack these problems of sleep disorder. How did you kind of get into that type of arena? Uh, was it a natural t- kind of transition? Is it related where a lot of guys in your field do that? For you, how did you get well, into it? There, there are not a lot of guys doing this, or, or women. Uh, there, there are not many people who are trained in, 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 in dental sleep medicine. Uh, I'm a diplomate in, in that field, uh, American Sleep and Breathing Academy. Uh, but there are not many dentists doing it. The reason I actually got into it is because as a dentist, we obviously look into patients' mouths, and there, there are a lot of things that, that signal a potential sleep-breathing dis- disorder, larger tongue, scalloping the uh, the edges of the tongue become scalloped there are certain bony protrusions in in the mouth that limit the the tongue space which makes the tongue fall back when you're sleeping especially during REM sleep uh, when the body becomes essentially paralyzed the muscles become very weak and then obstruct your airway there and and I could just by looking at the back of the throat, looking at the tonsil, looking how much of an airway there is, uh, exists, uh, I can kind of tell who is a possible candidate for a sleep breathing disorder. And the reason I got into it is my father used to snore horrendously. I mean, we would literally have to leave the room. Uh, you know, my mother could not sleep in the same bedroom uh, because the snoring was so heavy. And, 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 and it, was, it was essentially like a joke, oh, dad snores. And, and, and unfortunately, my father uh, died of cardiovascular uh, oh, heart geez. attack. And, and, and it was... It was Never diagnosed, and and uh, no nobody ever not as unfortunately physicians ever address that issue, and, and unfortunately, wow. eighty percent of the sleep apnea cases are never diagnosed, um, and many many times, and this is really not to put physicians down, but they just don't spend enough time many times uh, asking people about their sleep, and and I do. So the reason I, I again I kind of got into it is is that my father died from from a uh, sleep apnea incident, and and uh, and and by the way, you know, interestingly enough, and this is how I got into it. But you did mention the time change. There's the biggest experiment that occurs to 1.6 billion people in over 70 countries every year, and it's called daylight savings time. Now, in the spring, when we lose that one hour of sleep, there's a 25 percent increase in heart attacks and strokes even things like suicides and car crashes. Now, in, in the fall, when we, we, we kind of uh, fall back and get that little bit of extra sleep, one hour of sleep, the heart attack rates drop by 24%. Car crashes drop and suicide rates drop. So sleep is an important issue, obviously, to us as human beings. And obstructive sleep apnea, which is the restriction of airflow, which actually subconsciously wakes us up many, many times during the night, and we're not even aware of that fact because when we're stopping breathing, our mind goes into this flight-or-fight mode, and lots of bad things happen. But the reason it happens is that as we age, our, our airway collapses, um, and then that restricted airflow starts waking us up, which results in fragmented sleep, which uh, results in all these cardiovascular effects and, and, and pre-diabetic states, susceptibility to strokes, uh, sexual dysfunction, and, and, and just feeling foggy during the day. So what I essentially do, the way I treat this, and by the way, CPAP is an excellent way of treating sleep apnea, yeah. snoring, 
The problem is that most people are non-compliant. They don't want to wear a mask. They don't want to be tied to a machine. They just hate the, the feeling of it. And even though it's a great technique, most people will stop wearing 50% of the people within the first year. And many times they run across people say, well, I, they, I know I need it. I was told I need it, but it's sitting in my closet collecting dust because I just cannot tolerate this thing. So this is where I come in with oral appliances that are uh, essentially doing what CPAP does by opening up your airway, preventing your tongue from, from falling back and collapsing your airway, restricting the airflow. And this is how we deal with, with these sleep apnea events and snoring. Amazing. It really is, Dr. Alexander Bosky. Uh, listen, folks, I'm going to give you a number here, 516-538-1100, 538-1100. You can check it all out at Franklin Avenue dentalcare.com not a lot of people doing it uh he's one of the best doing it i'll tell you that much um uh, absolutely true you don't need all the you know the cpap we talk about the continuous positive airway pressure the mask the hoses throw it away uh go see uh bosky and he will uh he will take good care of you. you know doc i'll tell you one last thing you know the technologies have changed i remember years ago you know, they wanted to send me to one of these sleep centers, you know, to kind of examine me, monitor me, monitor me, monitor me, excuse me, overnight, and then get yeah. some sort of a diagnosis. Uh, that was way back in the day. You know, things have changed, right? Things have changed in a big way as far as what you're doing. And these sleep centers, I don't even know if they still exist, but I, I remember vividly that uh, they wanted to kind of put me there overnight so that they can get a good read on me. You know, it's amazing how things have changed. They have, they have, and they, they do. They do still exist. Uh, they are not as popular as they used to be. They they still around. The issue with that, you 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 go in, you have to sleep uh, in a strange environment with lots of wires on your head, on your chest, on your legs. Uh, yes, it is a very diagnostic test. Uh, not a lot of uh, people find that easy to do. It is also quite expensive. Uh, there are ways now, it's pretty simple. I do administer these tests. I work with physicians who do that as well. It's essentially, it's like a, a watch. It's, it's, a, it's a slightly larger uh, Apple watch or that variant of it, or it looks just like it. There's one lead that goes to your finger and one lead that goes to your chest. And it gives us an incredible amount of information about uh, if you snore, how often you snore, uh, the decibel levels, your heart rate, your, 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 your breathing rate, uh, your, uh, your uh, pulse rate, and uh, uh, your sleep cycles, how much time you spend in each, whether it's light sleep, deep sleep, REM sleep. Uh, and based on that, we can, we can easily diagnose what the issue is. It usually takes one night. Sometimes it takes two, but you're sleeping in the comfort of your own bed within your comfortable environment and we get excellent data that way um so it it is it has changed it has evolved uh and we do have the ability to do that quite quite easily these days doc one last thing is it on a per case basis as far as a time frame what are the average treatments uh involved with a uh, with a patient i mean it probably varies case to case correct yes that that is correct so what we do is we 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 examine the patient uh you got yeah yeah hello yes i'm um i'm here um jay yeah go ahead doc a little bit of delay yeah so 
yeah, so I lost it there for a second. But uh, what I'm saying, I'm here. It, it is, yes. So the way the way this works is, is we do a thorough examination. We we examine lots of things. There there are there there's something called pharyngometry and rhinometry that I use. It's a it's a diagnostic uh, uh, testing method to see the collapsibility of the airway. Then what we do we we administer this take home test. And based on that, then we, we design an appliance that will best work with that person's individual needs. There are many different oral appliances that I use, and, and it is custom-tailored to each individual patient. Uh, it normally takes about an hour and a half for, for the examination. Uh, you know, once, once we know what the diagnosis is and then we fabricate an appliance, we do it digitally. We scan the person's mouth, uh, and then we digitally design an appliance that um, that will fit that specific individual. And, and again, there are many different types of appliances, but I, I judge it by whatever that individual person's needs are. There you go. And I hope. And again, I implore you, folks. It's a fascinating topic, it really, is because. Because we need sleep, you know, in order to feel good and everything else. And again, I always say to be productive, you need a good night's sleep. You really do. And this is the guy uh, to solve a lot of issues. I'll tell you that much. I, you know, I've heard so much about you. And we're excited to have you on. 516-538-1100. Get a free consultation with Dr. Alexander Varsky. Call today, 516-538-1100. And you can learn more by going online and reading. It's a fascinating topic. It really is. Franklin Avenue Dental Care dot com doctor a pleasure to have you uh and we'll talk we'll definitely talk yeah. in the coming weeks how's that absolutely thank you so much for having me. and and have a good night's sleep tonight <laughs>